Welcome back to Trading 360, friends. Glad you're with us today. It's time for our 360 round where we need to focus on our economic data that's been pouring in and it hasn't been particularly great. Let's take a look at jobless claims, for example. Our panel is ready. Ahmed Riesgo is with us, Chief Investment Officer at Insignio, and Josh Strange, President of Good Life Financial Advisors of Nova. Thank you both for being with us. Ahmed, what part of the data jumps out at you? Well, uh, I think that the jobless claims number, even though they came in slightly higher than what we expected, still shows you that the labor market is in, is in quite good shape in the United States. And it's uh, a part of the what the market is really struggling with right now, because like you mentioned, other economic data points have certainly uh, fallen or have weakened as of late. But the labor market indicators, uh, the weekly jobless claims data, the employment report last um, last week all show that that labor market is still in quite great shape. Yeah, and we'll have more to discuss, right? We'll talk about the housing market and GDP growth and all that. Um, in the meantime, continuing claims rose 3,000. You don't want to see continuing claims going in the opposite direction. That's not good news. Um, Josh, what stands out to you? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Nicole. It's great to be with you again. Um, and I agree with what Ahmed said. Um, the numbers were not that bad. They certainly weren't bad enough to, uh, to to justify what we're seeing in the market today. Um, in fact, I think you could make the argument that relative to a year ago, they're quite strong. So a 3,000 uh, job increase in light of what we've been seeing with the Fed isn't shocking. What was more surprising to me was what we saw with the housing data. Right, absolutely, and I want to get to that in a moment, but just to stay on the labor picture for a moment, Ahmed, um, you know, we look at the consumer, we look at what's going on, and that's part of this whole big picture, and now we're starting to hear of companies pause hiring or maybe even layoffs as a recession is looming, right? If we have the second quarter in a row, um, this means real recession here, Josh. I'm sorry, Ahmed, Ahmed. Yeah, technically, if we were to get another negative print, that would be a, a, a technical definition of a recession by NBER right. standards. But what we're seeing here is that, and, and this is kind of what the market is grappling with right now, um, it, it seems that the Fed is willing to put up with much slower activity, uh, even an increase in the unemployment rate to get inflation down, right? The problem here is that it's very difficult to get an uptick in the unemployment rate that you can finally calibrate. In fact, what tends to happen is that once that number starts to go up, it continues to go up until there's easing uh, and a pivot by the Fed. So look, the unemployment rate is historically low. It's very low, 3.6. Um, you know, it sounds like the Fed is willing to tolerate an unemployment rate up to 4%, let's say, uh, in order to get inflation under control. The problem is, like I mentioned, very difficult to, once that number starts creeping up, to uh, stop it from continuing to do so. Right, right. Uh, you know, I think also here, Josh, you did mention what we saw in housing, and we saw housing starts dropping 14.4% in May and permits dropping 7%. You say that probably spooked some folks. But what does that mean? Um, does that mean in the market? What does that mean? Well, I think it's just indicative of a slowing economy. And and frankly, I think that seeing some data that comes in a little bit weaker may actually be, be a little bit better for the market because it might indicate that the Fed, what the Fed is doing is working and, and that they can maybe pull their foot off of the off of the gas of, of increasing rates. 
Um, but I think it's also really important to keep in mind that there's only so much that the Fed can do with this type of inflation, which is really driven by uh, the supply side. And that's that's what Chair Powell alluded to yesterday. But to Ahmed's point, we are at historically low unemployment numbers. And the Fed is willing to, I think, sacrifice some jobs to get price control, uh, to, to get prices under control. Yeah, understood. So this is that scenario, gentlemen, where bad news is good news because then it means that the Fed can slow down. If you start to get many prints showing some bad news, that could ultimately be good news that the Fed may be accomplishing what it's, it's hoping to do. Um, that being said, Ahmed, you were talking about the volatility of the jobless picture that we could be seeing based on automaker shutdown or anything else for that matter. I mean, what do you see between now and the end of the year, Ahmed, and what's important? Yeah, so like I mentioned, we're definitely off the low trends for jobless claims from March, but we're still historically low. We're likely to see some volatility here in the data coming up over the next couple of weeks because of these seasonal uh, automobile, like automaker shutdowns. But, but really, it's something that we need to keep a closer eye on because exactly, like I mentioned, very difficult for the Fed to calibrate a, a, a temporary, let's say, increase in the unemployment rate. These things have positive feedback loops. Once people start getting laid off, um, that also reduces aggregate spending and so forth. And that has cascading secondary and tertiary effects down the economy. Even within the retail sales numbers, I, I heard different interpretations yesterday. Um, you know, there were some who were viewing it as glass half full and others that saw it glass half empty. Um, Josh, what are some of your final thoughts here? You know, I think that we are in for continued volatility. Um, there's a lot going on in the world. This isn't just a U.S. problem with inflation. This is really a response to coming out of a global pandemic when we did take unprecedented monetary and, frankly, fiscal policy. Uh, but I think that we have to remember that, you know, what we're seeing in the stock market could be viewed as sort of the price of admission to long-term returns. But as investors, uh, we need to accept that risk. And, and going forward, I think that we are going to continue to see some volatility. But if the news starts to get just a little bit less bad, uh, I think that we could see ourselves bounce off this lows and a lot yeah. of the worst from the market could be behind us. Ahmed, advice to investors very quickly. Yeah, look, we ultimately think that the second half of the year is going to look better. And partly it's because I don't think we're going to get anywhere near to what the Fed is saying they're going to get to in terms of, in terms of the, uh, the terminal Fed funds rate. I think if you were to get there, we would probably very much get a recession. And I just see that inflation is going to be coming down naturally uh, because of these supply side issues that Josh was mentioning earlier. So I do think the Fed's going to be sort of be given the breathing room that it's looking for. The problem or the risk okay. is whether at that point it has over too much already. Yeah. Well, the S&P is down three and a quarter percent. The Nasdaq's down four percent. Ahmed Riesco, Insignia. Josh Strange, Good Life Financial Advisors of Nova. Thank you both very, very much for being with us.